Welcome to the Menopause Lifestyle Solution Podcast hosted by Livia Francis and each month I invite a discussion on a chosen topic within the menopause, the highs and the lows and the experiences of midlife as women in our modern day society. And today I have the pleasure of introducing Dr. Olivia Hum, working in Sussex, who's making waves by highlighting the importance of menopause and actively breaking that taboo that's so often associated with it. And with 12 million women currently in their menopause here in the UK, isn't it really about time that it is highlighted and spoken about at work, at home and at leisure and understood more by our population? So, Olivia, a huge warm welcome. Thank you. And um, today we're going to be highlighting a little bit about sexual health as well, aren't we? And about doctors in practice and menopause. Tell us a little bit about yourself to start with. My name's Olivia Hum. I'm a GP. I work in Lewis in East Sussex and I've been a GP for nearly 20 years now. Um, I became interested in the menopause about five or six years ago. So it's not something that we've had very much training in, as I'm sure many of you would have found out. Um, we haven't had much training. In fact, we've spent a lot of our careers actually taking women off HRT due to the big scares sort of back in the 2000s. And so I'm currently doing specialist menopause training, working at Guy's Hospital in London, which is one of the big menopause clinics in the UK. Um, and what I'm really trying to, I've set up a little clinic in Hayward Teeth in Sussex to try and help women through the menopause. And the other thing that I do is I really try and promote the idea of education about the menopause, of getting GPs to take the menopause seriously, teaching them about some of the new regimes of HRT that are out there. And so that's mainly what I've been trying to do. Okay. And uh, you've recently set up the clinic in, uh, where was it, Hayward Teeth again? Is that right? Yeah. So it's a little clinic called Women's Health Sussex. And really what we need in Sussex is actually an NHS menopause clinic because there isn't one, amazingly, considering what a massive county it is. Mm. And like a lot of other areas in the UK, Sussex doesn't have its own menopause clinic. But starting small, so it's Women's Health Sussex, it's a little clinic, um, just once a week at Hayward Hayward Tea. Okay, fantastic. And um, your specialist field, is it sexual health within menopause? Or you mentioned adolescence as well earlier when we were chatting. So that's so years ago when I first came to work in Lewis. So, it's, so one of my really my real passions is looking at teenagers and young people in rural areas. And so when I came to work there, there was absolutely nothing for teenagers who needed help with their sexual health. And that's, um, and that's been a real difficulty. So I set up years ago as clinical the circle room which has been really successful and, and takes young people from all over the place who come to us and we advise them about sex and about contraception mm -hmm. but then in the last few years I've really switched as well to starting to look more at menopause and sort of doing and looking at sex and menopause as well and definitely what we find is that women don't want to talk about sex and menopause because it's something often that's very painful and very personal to them. And so again, as part of my training, what I'm trying to do is teach doctors about how to ask about this, mm -hmm. you know, how we can help women in this really difficult time of their lives with these kind of aspects of the menopause. And um, from the patients that you see, um, do you find that it is one of the main symptoms of menopause? It's vaginal dryness and atrophy, isn't it? Um, tell us a little bit about 
about how that has an effect on a woman uh, psychologically as well. Yeah, so there are lots of ways in which menopause can affect you. And so it's not just, it is also, as you said, about mm. the vaginal atrophy and the skin changes of the vulva. But the other thing, and the thing that people always find really distressing as well, is the psychological effects of the menopause. Mm. So there are various different um so libido is a really complex area in women and there are various different aspects to libido and the first thing is desire so just the, the feeling of wanting to have sex and as we know desire in women is complex and we all know it's affected by a lot of different things and if you're going through the menopause and you are knackered and you're exhausted and you're anxious and you're putting weight on and you don't feel attractive anymore and you don't seem to be able to communicate with your partner, then that is something that's really going to affect your desire. And so that and a lot of those are affected by the low estrogen levels that are going. So these the psychological effects of low estrogen, then the poor sleep and the hot flushes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's what we call arousal, and that's the physiological. So that's the things, the changes that happen in your body when you're wanting to have sex. And those are also affected by estrogen. Mm -hmm. And those are things like exactly, as you said, like becoming lubricated, getting wet. So your blood flow increases to your vagina and to your vulva, and you start getting physiologically ready for sex. Mm -hmm. And that is really affected by the drop in estrogen levels. So often women find that their vulva or vagina gets very dry they can get itchy they can get painful often we find that women are being repeatedly treated for urine infections they're not actually infections what's happening is they're just getting pain when they pee and they think that it's a urine infection and often these get a lot better once you get to see a menopause specialist or a Mm. GP and get some treatment for it that's really interesting yeah that often happens doesn't it and you're told to maybe have uh, go to the toilet before sex and then after sex to avoid the supposed urine infection, but I didn't realise that that's um, quite often just one of the side effects of low estrogen. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, because estrogen affects all sorts of parts of the mm-hmm. body, as we know, mm-hmm. so from your brain to your skin to your hair to your joints. But it has a real effect not only on the skin of the vagina and the vulva, but mm-hmm. also on the entrance to the bladder. So there are estrogen receptors there. So we all know, any of us who've had children, that your bladder control in your 40s and 50s is not what it was you know trampolines are a thing of the past for us (laughs) but we also what happens is this often gets worse around the menopause and women tend to think oh well that's just the way things are I'll just you know wear a tenor lady when I go running I'm just going to put up with it but actually often a really good combination of estrogen that goes directly onto the vagina and the vulva Mm. and good pelvic floor exercises and gynephysio and good exercise regime or of combination combination of those things can really really improve the symptoms that's really interesting yeah so um i mean from that aspect um if somebody was listening and you and they were thinking to themselves oh gosh do you know what i have all these symptoms what would be some other tips that you could give them maybe lifestyle as opposed to medical around sexual health do you have like um, recommendations yeah so there are lots of other things so in terms of the desire so a lot of desire and in and the um, in women, a lot of it, the reason it goes is about is about stress and mm. it's about sleep and it's about health and exercise. So all the things that I'm sure you're saying to your clients that I say all the time, you know, keeping healthy, really thinking about your stress levels, mm. thinking about good things that you can do to help your sleep, like exercise, like fresh air, 
like trying not to sort of overload yourself. Women in their 40s and 50s tend to take on so much. You know, we're all looking after so many different people. Mm. We're all in the stage in our careers where we're trying to grab opportunities. There's so much going on. There's sometimes sex is just right down there at the bottom of your massive list of things to do. Um, and so there are some simple things of just sort of, you know, the mindfulness, thinking about making time for that in your relationship, mm. developing a way in which you can talk to your partner about these things. Because what is so I, I think that the loss of libido during menopause is one of the most painful things for women, mm. uh, because often they're not talking about it. They're embarrassed to talk to their friends. They're embarrassed to talk to their GP. They're embarrassed to talk to their partner. And so they internalize it. And before you know a year's gone by two years have gone by you still have it you can't quite find the words to be able to talk about it and so those are the sort of the the simple things to do just to increase the sort of just the priority that sex takes in your life and obviously there are some women for whom this is not an issue so we know we're not saying everyone has to be Mm. so a lot for a lot of women the lack of libido that comes with the menopause is not distressing yeah it's fine with it it's mm. not a problem when it becomes a problem is when it's a problem to you yeah. that's a very personal mm. thing yeah and I suppose you know everybody's journey is so very different so very personal what is another uh, top tip you would give to women um, about their health in menopause um, from a GP's point of view um, say somebody came to you and they they were generally feeling a little bit low about about the changes that were happening to their body I know everybody's case is different but to generalize it what would you say okay I've picked up on stress, massive, mm-hmm. more um, self-care, if you like. What are the other things that you would you would pick up on? So there's, or oh, there's the so as you said, there's the non-medical bit, isn't mm-hmm. it? There's this, and that's the self-care. Mm-hmm. And again, it's sort of in things like the kind of stuff that you do the exercise of confidence Mm -hmm. increasing your own confidence and making time for yourself all of those things Mm -hmm. but then what we also offer is the medical side of things and that's the and what I and often things like HRT can really help a lot of women come to me really worried about HRT they don't want to take it and that's because of all sorts of different reasons um sometimes it's the medical reasons so people have read the a lot of the, the hype in the press about mm-hmm. things like breast cancer which actually turns out to really not be as much of a risk as you'd think it was from the stuff that's written in the media and sometimes it's because women feel really bad about wanting HRT because women you know have got this thing of like we've got it's it makes you more womanly somehow to go through menopause without taking the medication I've just got to cope and I've just got to struggle on Um, and so that's often what women think when they come and see me so that really helps the HRT often helps all the different symptoms so Mm -hmm. it can help with your brain with your hair with your skin with your joints with all those things the other thing that's available from the um libido and sexual health point of view is as i mentioned before vaginal estrogen so estrogen Mm -hmm. and this isn't hrt it just goes stressed onto one area of the body and that can really help with lubrication and with skin in the vagina and vulva Mm -hmm. and then there's also a growing sort of debate about the role of testosterone in um, testosterone replacement in helping libido during Mm -hmm. the menopause with testosterone how is that administered is that just is that a gel or or how does it so it's interesting so testosterone is a 
what a lot of people don't realize it is a female hormone too mm -hmm. so it's made in the ovaries and it's made in the adrenal glands by your kidneys and what happens is that after the menopause your testosterone level goes down really gradually for some women who've had their ovaries removed so people who've had hysterectomies and had their ovaries mm -hmm. taken out or who've had their ovaries um affected by cancer treatment that can happen very suddenly so your mm. testosterone level suddenly drops and those women often really do need testosterone replacement um, but everyone's very different so testosterone isn't licensed for women in the UK mm -hmm. and that is why only menopause specialists will prescribe it so a lot of GPs won't prescribe it because it isn't licensed there's no preparation for women okay. so we use a men's preparation but at a very low dose but there's still very little research there's very little consensus about what a normal testosterone level is mm -hmm. um, the vast majority of women that find their libido recovers just within enough estrogen so if they've got a good enough level of their hrt but for about sort of 10 20 percent of women even with a really good level of estrogen they're feeling great from other ways but they find their libido is still absolutely fat as a pancake and mm. the uh, and the other things that can help with sometimes are tiredness anxiety i mean sometimes with the muscle and joint symptoms as well mm. so that is really interesting testosterone a hormone that we should all look out for um olivia do, would you like to tell us a little bit more about how people could get in contact with you if someone was interested or concerned about any aspect to do with the menopause yeah absolutely so my website it's at womenshealthsussex.com and there is if you go and just have a look there are a few fact sheets there so there's some facts about hrt and testosterone and then there's some links with people who do nutrition and exercise the idea of looking at the idea of holistic care so it's not just about the drugs it's about mm -hmm. other ways of making yourself feel healthy during this period of your life um, and then there's you can simply just send me a message um, if you're worried you think well I don't really know do I need to see a menopause specialist mm -hmm. is this something you can help me with then just send me a message I'm quite happy to answer and just to say whether I feel that there's more that I can do mm -hmm. um, if, you know, and, and then to honestly say actually if I think maybe this isn't I'm not the right person to see and there's someone else that mm -hmm. you need to go to who's more appropriate okay and, and would they send you an email or contact you um how would the contact go yeah absolutely so there's an email there's an email box on the website oh, okay, um, great. i've got a facebook page and just facebook facebook message me from there okay. so either way just contact me through that well oh, that's Facebook. super well thanks so much for joining us today and i know that everybody would have found that extremely helpful and uh, yeah good luck with the clinic and um i shall definitely be popping along there myself for a bit of advice <laughs> <laughs> give me a little bit more <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, thanks so much. Take yeah, care. No problem. Bye bye.